What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0 presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine accident attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one. Of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies, you don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in, they handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... 
Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. 
Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 26th of January. Good to have you aboard. We got a lot going on today. We are a Blue Wire podcast. We're going to talk a bunch of NBA today. We got a couple guests on the show. This is a huge sports weekend. We got Championship Sunday, NFL. We got Royal Rumble on Saturday. Holy shit. We're going to have a lot of fun, of course. Zaslow Show 2.0, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is always brought to us by our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, that's 800-747-3733, if you've been involved in an accident, if you got an injury, first you call 911, then you get an attorney on the phone immediately with Anajar and Levine, 800-747-3733, here's what we got going on today, it is Royal Rumble on Saturday night, the Miami Herald's Jim Barcelona has been covering WWE combat sports professional wrestling for 30 years now. All right. We're going to get Jim Barcelona on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk WWE. We'll talk Royal Rumble with him. First up, coming up in a few minutes, though, we're going to talk to ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks. He used to be a regular on the show on Zaslow, Zaslow Show. Now Zaslow Show 2.0. We'll get him on for the first time, uh, and we'll get him on the program. We haven't spoken to him in a few months. We'll do some NBA trade deadline. We'll we'll talk about what's going on with the Heat right now, and what was a really fun night in the NBA last night. So, the feature game last night, Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Ben Simmons has played back in Philly, but not against Embiid. Embiid played last night, so you had a good little back and forth with all those guys. Uh, Simmons stunk. He had, he had no field goal attempts at halftime. Now, he did score 12 points in the second half. I believe he had 10 in the third quarter. But he doesn't even look to shoot. Uh, very frustrating player if you're a Nets fan. And you look at Harden out there. Harden had a real good game. Pretty easy to see who won that trade. Philadelphia won last night, 137-133. The Nets can't move without Durant. Irving is not a leading man. He, he'll put up the big numbers like he did last night. He had 30. Uh, Embiid at 26-10 and 10 to lead Philly. Irving will put up the numbers for the most part, but he is not a leading man. And Brooklyn continues to struggle without Kevin Durant. So Brooklyn now, uh, they're 29-18. and 18. They're fourth in the Eastern Conference. By the way, the Heat are not back in action until tomorrow night. But the Heat are within striking distance to number five. They're only two games back of Cleveland right now. And they do play Cleveland coming up. The Heat have Orlando at home tomorrow night. Then Charlotte. They're in Charlotte on Sunday. Uh, and then uh, I believe they're in Cleveland and also in New York. So, very important stretch coming up for the Heat. Also, the end. Look, Philadelphia, Brooklyn. I was into that game last night. You got two teams out there. Nobody's hugging and kissing on each other. We're not hugging and kissing before the game. We're not hugging and kissing after the game. No. You don't like us. We don't like you. Going at it. I mean, g- give me some more of that. Now, you know, do I like it that we're talking about 260 points? Combined, we're scoring 270 points. Combined, we're scoring the game. You know, it's a little, a little bit too much points, a little too many points. But not every game needs to be played in the 90s, all right. But I do like last night. That felt like an old school type game. 
where, where they hate each other. We don't all need to be kissing on each other every game. So I dug that, and uh, and Philly gets gets a real good win, obviously. Milwaukee beat Denver last night. Giannis had the big game with 33, but Jokic didn't play. So you got the the two the most recent MVPs, Giannis and Jokic, and you didn't get that matchup. They only played twice a year. Load management. We'll get back to that in a second. Very big deal. Golden State beat Memphis. It was Jordan uh, Jordan Poole right before the buzzer. Steph Curry got thrown out of the game with about a minute left, seemingly because he was angry at Jordan Poole. Steph Curry throws his mouthpiece as Jordan Poole puts up an ill-advised shot when Steph Curry was asking for the ball and running back up the floor. He throws his mouthpiece. He's angry. They throw him out of the game with a minute left. Steph, can't do that. You could be angry at Jordan Poole. Seems like the team hates Jordan Poole. You could be angry at Jordan Poole. Can't, can't get thrown out of a game like that. Well, Jordan Poole ends up hitting the winner, a layup. They win 122-120. One of the better rivalries in the league is Golden State and Memphis. I know, oh, it's got to be a rivalry if both teams beat each other. You know, I get it. It feels like a rivalry. You know, we're whooping that trick. Golden State-Memphis feels like a rivalry. Steph Curry at 34, Morant at 29. And and Portland beat Utah 134-124. Why do we care about that? Because Damian Lillard had a game for the ages. 60 points last night. 50 through 3. 60 points last night for Damian Lillard. All-time efficient 60-point game. He was 21 for 29. Unbelievable. Incredible performance from Damian Lillard. So, NBA had a really good night last night. That was a fun night for the league. Now, you know this has been a topic of conversation, all right? The load management, I've been all over it all season long, and certainly I was all over the last couple days. You had Jimmy Butler sitting out yesterday, so there was some extra news, right? So, they brought the fan, and I believe his sister, onto the floor Tuesday night. He, they had the sign. They came from Argentina. I traveled 4,400 miles to see Jimmy Butler, and he's not playing. You find out an hour before the game. And it sucks. There's no other way to put it. And I, I, also, I don't understand the pushback that I was getting from some fans. Like, it's really nice what the Heat did. And it's really nice what Jimmy did yesterday. We'll get to that in a second. But... It doesn't, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't solve anything. The, the only way, uh, uh, the Heat and Jimmy Butler, they, they made things right. No, they didn't. The only way things are made right is if one of two things happen. Either one, anytime a player sits out a game, we gather all the fans who came specifically to see that guy and we give them, you know, the, the whole big to-do where they get autographed memorabilia, and they get to meet players. Or, two, players stop sitting out games. That's the only way the situation is made right. You believe either of those are going to happen? Because I don't. I don't. So, nothing's been made right. Like, it's such a... I don't understand the people who think the situation was made right. It's such a small-minded way to look at it. Nothing was made right. It's a disaster. And so, you get... And, and by the way, look, it was really cool what Jimmy did yesterday. They brought the fans and his family, gave him a tour of the whole place, pictures with Jimmy. Amazing! So cool! So cool. But what if I'm one of the other fans sitting all the way up in the 300 level, and you didn't get to see my sign that my family saved up money to go see Jimmy Butler? I didn't get the grand treatment. I didn't get the big tour sucks. It's great for that fan. Great for his family. Really cool that the Heat did that. Really cool that Jimmy Butler did that. What about everybody else? What about next time? 
made it right. Come on. Come on. Now, I know I began these messages also on Twitter where apparently, and you could see it on the Twitter account of, of the girl, I believe the sister, they love the Warriors also, and they've been at a Warriors game earlier this year holding up the sign, we flew blah, blah, blah miles to come see Steph Curry. So I think some people think that maybe the Heat got duped. Maybe they did, but that, that, just because they also held up a sign at the Warriors game and you know flew however many miles to see Steph Curry also, that doesn't mean it's not true. That doesn't mean that they didn't do... It doesn't mean they were trying to scam the Heat. Maybe they, they, they flew from home to go see Steph Curry one time. And then they flew all the way to come see Jimmy Butler. You know? It, it doesn't mean it's not true. Like, it it, it, it looks weird. Like, it, it can give you, give you a doubt, give you suspicion, of course. Doesn't mean it's not true. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not getting all wrapped up in that. Charles Barkley yesterday. Charles Barkley was on Sirius XM NBA Radio uh, in, in the, you know, the afternoon show with Justin, my pal Justin Termini, Eddie Johnson. The Heat fan hates Eddie Johnson. Uh... Charles Barkley was on with those guys. And unfortunately, the biggest story in the league this year is the load management. And Barkley had had some strong words. First of all, it's embarrassing for the NBA. And I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in their asses in this next CBA. These dudes going to do something to these players. They're going to be like, wait a minute. You can't make $50 million and not play half the season, okay? Uh, you just Because now you're just really just like slapping me in my face, taking my check twice mm-hmm. a month. And we got guys like – and Eddie, I see guys that got a sore sore hip or something. I'm like, everybody's sore in the NBA after <laughs> 20, 30, 40 games. Yeah. But I think it's going to be very interesting when in the next CBA because, you know, the billionaires always wins against millionaires. And I think those owners are going to try to do something. I don't know what it is. I think there's going to be a strike or a lockout, however you want to phrase it. But I think they're going to say, okay, you guys don't want to play. I'm going to teach you all a lesson. Because, you know, we we paid you all during the pandemic. We didn't have a, a, nobody in the stands for a couple of years, but we still paid you all. And this is how you all repay us, making all this money and not wanting to play. So, Man, I think it's going to be very interesting in the next CBA. But, Eddie, to pick it back on your point, man, it's getting to the point where it's actually a joke now. Look, you, you know the old school players hate it. You know, Barkley's probably saying to himself, uh, we didn't have private planes. We flew commercial. We had back-to-backs. We had four games in five nights. You flew the morning of commercial. You flew the morning of a game, second night of a back-to-back and these, you know, I'm, I'm making a couple million dollars. These guys are making $50 million. The older players hate it. They think these guys are big-time sissies. And I do think that there's something to what Stan Van Gundy said on our show a couple weeks ago where guys are resting more and have more knick-knack strains, you know, injury, small injuries, soft tissue injuries than they've ever had before. I don't know if there's anything to that, but I, I, I think he's got, like, I think he's probably on to something there. I also think that Barkley is on to something where whenever this CBA is up, yeah, I think the owners are tired of, you know, paying Kawhi Leonard $50 million to only play half the season. He should only make $25 million then. I think the owners, uh, uh, and hey, Barkley makes a great point about the pandemic. Players were all getting paid. And when, when, when games started up again, 
and there are no fans in the building, and so you're not making any money, players are all still getting paid. That's a great point. And now, when everything's right, you, you just rest? And you're still cashing my checks? Yeah, I, I think the owners, I, I think we're in big trouble. I think we're in big trouble when this CBA is up or when they're allowed to opt out of this CBA. I think it's a major, major problem. Major problem. Hey, so this Sunday, we're going to do a lot more NFL tomorrow. This Sunday, though, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. I'm going to be there for the 3 o'clock game. We're going to watch the NFL championship games on Sunday at the Briny, world's greatest upscale dive bar. You know that's my spot when it comes to watching the big games. You got great music every day. You got live music at the Briny. You got happy hour, 4 to 7 p.m. That's the Briny hour, Monday through Friday. You got great food specials, of course, fish and chips. Uh, you, You got mahi tacos on Tuesdays, of course. Craft beer. I love the shepherd's pie. Oh my god, so good. They got these these Philly cheesesteak egg rolls too. Just go go over there, take a look at all the apps, order one of everything. Oh, you're gonna love it. All right. Great cocktails, great craft beers on tap. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. Park behind the Briny for free parking. They will validate your tag, all right? So come hang out this Sunday, world's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. I will be there this Sunday. Let's hang out. Let's watch the NFL games. Let's get it loose. All right, let's get Bobby Marks on here. All right, so last night was a lot of fun in the Associate. Last night was one of the better nights, I felt, because you had national TV, you had Sixers, Nets, and... It, it had that playoff-type atmosphere. You know, too often you get all the players, they're loving each other before the game, after the game. And last night I'm watching, it feels like those teams hate each other, and I love it. Joining us here is ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks. Uh, appreciate you making the time here for us. You're always real good to us here, Bobby. Uh, would you agree last night? You know, it. I, I like the change of pace every now and then. Give me a couple teams that let it be known, hey, you don't like us, we don't like you. I enjoyed that last night. You know, it's funny, um, Tim Bontemps, one of our writers, was texting me during the beginning part of that game, and he's like, man, this is living up to everything we thought it would be. And I, I said, Tim, I'm watching Indiana Orlando right now. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, it it, it did. Um, you'd love to have uh, Durant out there with that. And um, Nick Claxton, Joel Embiid, uh, Har- the Harden dynamic, Um I'm I'm concerned about Ben Simmons though, I, I really am, and I think we're, we're almost at this point where we have to accept kind of Ben Simmons, kind of who he is, right? Like he's a role player, right? Ro- role players don't usually play at the end of games. No um, field goal attempts at halftime. No, um, and you know his usage rate is like at fourteen percent, which when he was in Philly it was in the low twenties here, and it's notices that he doesn't want the ball in his hands um everything that comes off the rim is a quick pass everything that on offense it's a quick pass um that's that's a concern for me um and we'll see how we still have four or five months before we get to the playoffs we'll see how it plays out and, and if he's one of their guys yeah he'll play in the playoffs but is he one of those guys who will be on this closing unit right like and that's I've, that, that's a concern um, if I'm Brooklyn as far as Ben Simmons. Yes, but o- overall, I, I enjoyed last night. Uh, oh, it was great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Really good stuff. 
You know, so something else I've been talking about, obviously, over the last couple of days, I'm sure you saw online, Jimmy Butler misses the game a couple of days ago. You know, the Heat bring the fan down on the court. Jimmy gives him like a tour yesterday. That's cool and all. I feel good for that kid. I feel good for the family, but uh, it doesn't make anything right, you know, because the only way this whole situation, and I've been railing against the load management all year long, unfortunately, it I mean, it might be the biggest story in the league this year, which is Really unfortunate, but the only way this situation is made right, Bobby, is if one of two things happen. Every time, but either one, every time one of these players sits out, we're going to get every kid, every fan who came to see Player X, yeah. and we're going to give them a personal experience, or B, players stop sitting out games. Like, do you believe either of those scenarios are going to happen? Well, it's interesting because I was in the car and I was listening to Brian Scalbrini and Frank Isola, and it looks like they might have got duped a little bit as far as this fan with the uh, – I think they were in Golden State also. <laughs> I, think yep. they, I think they might have had the same sign. I think that the issue of and, – and Charles Barkley was on, um, I think, Sirius. The issue of load management is int- – there's so many different ways we can go here. I mean, I think – a, the league has to do a better job from a scheduling standpoint on back-to-backs. If a team, if, a, if an Eastern Conference team is going west for the first time, and a Western Conference team is coming east, there's no reason why um, if uh, if Miami is playing Golden State and then they got to go play Sacramento on a second night, and people want to go see Jimmy Butler, like there's and I and I get it. It's hard with certainly with certain arenas here. I think we have to look at um, a looking at schedule being shorter. Um, going 82 to 70 maybe, but then you have the factor in Philadelphia the other night in Sacramento set Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, not off a back-to-back, off a regular game and didn't play again until last night against Brooklyn. So there's so many different factors here. The one thing I, I do want to give a little bit of pushback that Charles talked about is that that all of a sudden the, um, the owners are going, to, are going to come hammering away at this new CBA with the load management when I started with the Nets, we had a trainer and we had a strength coach, right? If, if a guy was hurt, he didn't play, okay? We didn't manage, you know, hey, you know, um, Kenny Anderson's at 40 minutes, man. He played 42 the night before. We got to rest them two days from now. A lot of this is team-oriented, right? I mean, you look at these staffs now. The sports science staff is bigger than what basketball operations used to be in the 90s yep. here. And so it's not like, Jimmy Butler going to Spo or or Andy saying like, hey, I, I need a night off. You know, there are there are situations where there's sports science and hey, you know, we've managed. We're looking at the data here. You know, there's you know there's a, a toll on Jimmy's knees right now. We're going to need to kind of you know, relieve some of that here. So I don't think anything's going to. I mean, I'd be surprised if things get changed. I mean, I think maybe the only thing that really gets changed is maybe guys aren't eligible for certain um, awards based on games played. I mean, maybe that's the biggest thing here because if you're the players association, you're saying, wait a minute, is it, is Jimmy Butler raising his hand saying, I can't go tonight. Or is it the Heat's medical staff saying, you know what, this is one of those games where we're going to need, you know, whether it be a back to back or based on how this, you know, maybe it's, um, I don't think we do four and five anymore, but based on how the schedule is, we're going to need to give this player um, a break. I mean, hey, it started in San Antonio, and we it's been well documented. Documented. My big concern, and I think I'm looking at like a team like the Clippers, right? How is it fair if we get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for 40 games, 
And then you get teams like Memphis and Denver, uh, you know, Denver didn't rest guys, rest the guys the other night, but you guys, guys playing the, the normal 70 to 75 games. And then these players are well-rested when we get to mid April, like that's, that's a concern for me, but there's no quick fix on, you know, kind of how to, how to solve this. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Uh, you know, I, I gave pushback, of course, a couple days ago on Twitter about, you know, the Heat and Jimmy making it up to the fan. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I didn't make anything up, you know? And, and the whole thing is because I'm pro fan in this spot. Like, sure. that's what it is. I, you know, when I was a kid, my dad was able to afford to take me one, maybe two Heat games a year. Now, players weren't sitting out back then, early 90s, the way they are now. But man, like if I go to the one or two games, I, I just want the fans to get the best experience, you know? So it's it's frustrating to me. Uh, the, only, the only thing you could say is that, you, I mean, what's going to happen, and I hate to say this, is that fans, when the schedule comes out and the fans are interested in buying tickets, you have to be careful when there's, when there's back-to-backs. Yeah. I mean, that's really, and like, you know, like, I hate to say it, but that's kind of like, you, there almost has to be a buyer beware sticker as far as how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Heat here. They 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 had a rough, you know, really first third of the season, but it really seems like they're starting to look like the team that we expect them to be. They're a season best five games over right now. They're they're in the top six. They're on the heels of number five Cleveland. Uh, give me a little bit on what you've seen out of Bam out of Bio. He's making a case right now. He was very vocal about it a couple nights ago. He had a starring role there, especially in the fourth quarter against Boston. And after the game, he's like, "Listen, I need to be in Salt Lake City." He should. I have him as a reserve. Um, you know, probably unlikely he gets. Um, you know, the the forwards in the East are. I mean, like he's going to probably make it as a reserve with Giannis or Embiid or Durant or Tatum. One, you know, one of those guys. Um, you know, when that team when they were struggling a little bit, he carried them. I felt. Um, I thought he's he's elevated his game certainly offensively. I think he deserves to be a reserve. Um, I think be interesting with Jimmy just based on games played. I think there's an argument to be made for him. And I think that's where that's the coaches who are going to kind of take that into account. I think for Miami, they almost remind me of like a marathon runner, right? Like at mile six, man, you're thinking, man, are they going to finish the race? Right. And then you get to mile 13 and guys start to get a little bit healthy and you start to figure it out. Um, It's such a long year. I mean, I think that's just what it reminds us. It's such a long year. And I think the goal is, you know, certainly to get in that top six where they are right now. Um, 
you know, I think Kyle is kind of who he is. I don't think we'll ever see the Kyle, you know, Toronto Kyle. Uh, and I think we have to kind of uh, accept that. And I, but I think from a depth standpoint, when you have Gabe and Max and, and, and guys like that, that can, you know, back him up and either, and even Tyler at, you know, some point, you know, you know, playing some point. Um, I like where they are right now, considering where, where they were, you know, 15, 20 games ago. Right. Now, the big question for me is, you know, and what, what happens in the next two weeks with the trade deadline? Can you get a little more size? Right. Like that would be like, give a little bit more, you know, maybe we get away from putting Jimmy at the four sometimes. Maybe we get, you know, certainly only matchups here, but that's probably the big thing is, is for a little bit of a, you know, from a size standpoint. If they could find a taker for Lowry, obviously things are going better now than they were a month ago. But if they could find a taker for Lowry and get out of next year's, you know, $28 million, would they do that by February, by the deadline? It's hard. I think, you know, when you look at the situation with Kyle, um, this is a point guard driven league. Um, you, you know, you would basically probably go by, by committee um, unless, you know, I wrote in their, their trade guide, unless it's a, a team like um, Minnesota and D'Angelo Russell, for example, right. Like who's on an expiring contract. And then maybe you get them at a little bit of a lower number going forward. And that gives you more flexibility to bring back Gabe and Max. I mean, you know, who are going to be free agents here. Um, I think you, I don't think you're like, you're at a pressing need. I don't think you're like, you know, like, Hey, we just got to get rid of this guy. Um, but I think if there's certainly something out there that makes sense, then I think you're certainly looking at it, um, you know, from his perspective, but you know, when you look at Mike Conley, D'Angelo Russell, Fred Van Lee, um, you know, those are guys that we've kind of all talked about. There's a little bit of a, a point guard carousel that might happen in the next two weeks or nothing might happen at all. Who are some of the fours who could be available to them? Well, the one guy I like is Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, I think, you know, and he's kind of like a tweener five, you know, he's limited, um, you know, certainly offensively a little bit, but he's a guy that can give you 10 points and eight rebounds and six of them are offensive, right? He's on a really good contract. He's got a, um, a team. There's a team option for next year, you know, like Dwayne Denman and him match up salary wise, right? It's going to cost you something else though, right? So what is it? Is it going to be your number one this year that you can move um, because you don't, you owe Oklahoma City at 2025. So are you comfortable moving a number one for, you know, a guy that's, you know, that's, he's not a star, right? He's, but he's a guy that you might, you will be watching a first round playoff game. You'd be like, man, like, like he just won us a game with two offensive rebounds at the end here. So like, that's a guy like that, you know, I, I just because of where his salary is, it's hard with this roster though, because it's, it's top heavy, right? When you look at Bam and you look at Jimmy and you look at Kyle, you know, Duncan's hurt. He's got that long contract. Um, you know, Tyler is off the board, certainly by how he's played and that poison pill restriction. You got like a lot of these guys on minimum contracts. Um, you're 190,000 below the luxury tax. Eventually, you probably want to find a spot for Orlando Robbins um, to convert that, and that might ha- not happen until mid um, mid to end of March here. So you're, you're limited as far as from a from a contract standpoint, as far as sending out money. I want to ask you here about the Western Conference. I love the Western Conference this year. You look at the top six teams. I mean, nobody had it: Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, New Orleans, LA Clippers, and Dallas. I mean. I love what the Western Conference looks like. That's going to be a lot of fun when we get to the playoffs, right? All you need is a good week to get you some separation. 
All you needed to do is win four out of five, you know, whether it be Dallas or the Clippers. I think, the, I think we might see a little bit of a run with the Clippers here, I think. Um, but I, I mean, like you look at, I mean, from, from one to 13, you know, one to 13 or one to, I think we have like Portland's not in the, even in the, you know, Portland, the Lakers, Oklahoma city, they're outside. I think of the top 10 right now, Yeah, four to four to 13 are separated by three in the loss column. And that's where we come back. Now we come back to the rest, you know, what happens now for the last 30 games here, the rest management part, right? Like now, like now, like like time's eventually going to run out on some of these teams here on the Lakers, you know, Golden State had a really good win um, against Memphis. Um, but you want to, um, you know, you want to avoid, you know, probably the play in here. And that raises the next question is like, I would love for teams like if, if it's Denver or Memphis to be rewarded for that top spot. And I want them to pick their opponent. I've heard right? that like, before. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want like Denver to have to face Golden State in the first round. Hey, I want you know. Hey, if it's Portland, I want to pick. I want to play Portland, right? I think MLB so, did that the bubble season. I think they, they were did. allowed to. Yeah, they did, and I, I would. I mean, that would add a, lo- a lot more, a uh, lot more to it. But the Western Conference is um, probably not. You know, from an East, I like the East is strong, but from a Western, you know, depth from a depth standpoint, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's really good. Lastly, here, Bobby, uh, what are you hearing about? You know, are there you know a couple of big names? that you could see getting moved midseason? Well, I mean, it's hard, it's hard because, you know, most of the trades, I think the number is like 85% don't happen until the week of the trade deadline. And everyone's trying to figure out where we, where they are in the standings here. Like we've all circled Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Toronto goes into Sacramento and blows them out. And Fred plays well and Pascal plays well. I think for the Raptors' sake, I think, you know, they've got Gary Trent, who's got a player option, and Fred's got a player option here. Yeah, like, what's your comfort level as far as bringing them back? The Bulls are interesting. I mean, the Bulls are interesting just because of where they are fighting just to get in. They basically went all in with this roster. Um, I don't think Zach Levine's probably in play. Um, so, what, you know, from, so what do you do? Uh, Vucevic, who's on an expiring contract, um, but it's, it's not going to be, at least I don't think it's not going to be James Harden, Ben Simmons, like we had last year that dominated, um, that kind of dominated the new cycle. Utah is a team fighting to get in Clarkson, Beasley, Conley, Vanderbilt, Indiana, probably nothing but Turner. Um, so some of these teams that we thought were going to be sellers aren't there yet. I think Charlotte circle them, uh, Rozier, Plumlee, Oubre, um, I don't think there's a taker out there for Gordon Hayward. I mean, that's a lot of money here. So, um, and the other thing that's hard is that there, you know, I think we have nine teams that control their first round picks. That's it. Hmm, wow. So you're limited as far as what, you know, everyone went crazy when Rui Hachimura went for three first rounds and everyone said, why couldn't they get a one form? Nobody has them, right? <laughs> right. He has ones anymore. Right. So that's kind of the issue that you're running into a little bit right now too. Bobby, tell everybody what you got most recently on ESPN.com. So we've got the two trade guides, um, the Eastern and Western Conference trade guide. We have an, um, an article that's in Brian Windhorst, uh, Hoop Collective column, a little bit on the extension rules that are hopefully uh, going to get changed in this next uh, CBA. We've got something next week on bonuses for some of these reserves, all-star bonuses here. And, um, you know, just, you know, keep an eye on if there's a trade or a signing or anything transactional. We'll have something uh, quick up on YouTube and on ESPN.com. Awesome. Great job as always, Bobby. Always appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you.
I appreciate it. Thank you. Excellent job there by Bobby Marks. Always appreciate him joining us. Of course, uh, ESPN's NBA front office insider, former exec there with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, God, it'd be, so, it'd be amazing if the Heat can trade Kyle Lowry. He does not see it happening. Uh, as far as other guys, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. All right, you keep an eye right there. Uh, otherwise, you know, we've talked about it. Kelly Olynyk, John Collins, which I think is uh, is a big reach. Miles Turner, he mentioned there, which which uh, I think is also a big reach. And yeah, the teams to watch out for that have pieces that they may want to say, hey, let's uh, let, let's kind of re- reboot things here. Toronto and Chicago, you know, like you said, Van Vliet, uh, Ananobi, Chicago, Levine, he doesn't see being moved. Maybe DeRozan, Vucevic, he mentioned there too. Uh, last night, the NBA was just fun. You know, Bam, Bam was quoted yesterday also. He was talking about, you know, after the game the other night, he, you know, he deserves to be in Salt Lake City. And I, I, I think he's going to get in. I think Bam's going to make the All-Star game as a reserve. I think the coaches are going to vote him in. But, you know, he's saying how some guys shouldn't even be on the list. Like, he's talking about the fan voices. I can't do anything about the fan voting, but if I don't get voted by the coaches, then I'll be angry. And he should be, but it's it's interesting because, you know, you may be thinking, why does Bam care so much? And I think I have the answer to that. I think Bam cares so much because he hears all the talk in the offseason. He hears the criticism. He knows he he didn't play up to the level that he needs to play in order for the Heat to win that seven-game series against Boston. If this version of Bam Adebayo, if this version of Bam Adebayo played against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, the Heat, the Heat win that series. And I think Bam hears all that talk in the offseason. I think he hears the criticism. I think he sees the guys on the television show. And... You know, why does he care so much about being voted into the All-Star game? Does he care about winning first and foremost? I think he wants the validation. I think he wants everyone to see, yeah, look what I'm doing. Look what I did. Look at how I improved. This is me now. This is me. And it's proven by, and getting that acknowledgement, getting that recognition, I think it's important to him. You know, a lot of guys, like, everyone wants to be in the All-Star game. Okay. It is funny, though, for guys who, uh, they love not playing, they want to play in the All-Star game. But a guy like Bam, I, I think he wants the validation that he's taken the next step. That he's he's made a jump, which he has. And he's, he's going to be in the All-Star game. So, as far as the NBA tonight, you know, Thursday night, it's always a light night in the association. You got the, uh, you got the national games. Let's see what we got going on here. You got the TNT games. You got New York and Boston. All right, I'm, I'm interested in that. The other TNT game, you got Dallas and Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix is in big trouble. Uh, Dallas, uh, of course, Dallas kicked the shit out of the heat last week. Otherwise, what else is interesting here? Chicago, Charlotte, terrible game. Cleveland, Houston, not a good game. Although we're keeping an eye on it because the Heat are only two back of Cleveland. I, I, I would not expect Cleveland to lose that game, of course. Detroit and Brooklyn, second night of a back-to-back for Brooklyn. Uh, I'm sure Ky- you know, Kyrie, it's inhumane. It's inhumane to play back-to-back. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, although, so... Nothing real special in the NBA tonight except the, the the TNT game, the first game at 7.30, New York and Boston. That's certainly worth keeping an eye on. Whew, very excited about WWE this weekend. You know, hey, 
If you love pro wrestling, there's no other South Florida show. There's no other Miami show that does pro wrestling, that covers pro wrestling the way the Zaslow Show 2.0 does. And tonight, we got a bonus episode dropping of It's Still Real to Me. We'll have a regular episode this weekend. Myself, my pal Joey Levin, we're going to do a Royal Rumble reaction show this weekend. But dropping tonight, Royal Rumble preview show. So make sure you check that out. It's still real to me. Royal Rumble preview show. We got that going on tonight. I'm very excited for this weekend. In a moment here, we're let's we're going to do some WWE. We're going to do some Royal Rumble with uh with our guy uh Jim Barcelone, Miami Herald, Combat Sports, been covering pro wrestling for for decades now. We'll get him on. We'll hear what he's got to say about a major weekend for pro wrestling. Hey, if you're not feeling well, I've been telling you guys for a while now. Don't just sit at home and, and, and wait for the doctor to be able to see you. You call up the doctor. You're trying to make an appointment. You don't feel well. They say, hey, uh, we got an appointment open in three weeks. You don't feel well right now. Well, we got to take care of that. Doctors on call, 365 South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. When I first heard about doctors on call, 365, first of all, when they wanted to be part of the show, they're one of the OG sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. When they came to me, they wanted to be part of the show. Big fans like, this is an amazing concept you guys have. I can, I'm sick, I have a fever, and I don't have to, to wait for an appointment of my doctor. I don't have to go to the emergency room and sit there for hours. You're going to come to me? Let's go. Doctors on call, 365.com, 786-577-9302. Their phones are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You'll get someone on the phone immediately. Doctors on call, 365 is coming to your home, your office, wherever you are to treat you. Children, adults, elderly, if you need COVID, flu, strep test, IV fluids, you need blood drawn, you need x-rays ordered, you need a prescription filled or refilled. Doctors on call, 365 is serving all of Broward County, Miami-Dade County, Southern Palm Beach as well. It's self-pay, but you go to the ER or you go to your local urgent care, not only are you going to wait for hours to be seen, but you're going to pay, your co-pay is going to wind up being more than you would pay out of pocket for the convenience of Doctors on Call 365. DoctorsOnCall365.com, call 786-577-9302. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice. Of course, that means Johnny Cuba. Hey, we're getting ready for Royal Rumble this weekend. I'm going to have myself a nice fresh six-pack of Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul. I'm going to start my Royal Rumble weekend with a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up your own six-pack at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Moss. Remember, always drink responsibly. It's so easy when you're drinking at home. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, of course, you'll read him in the Miami Herald. If you go to any of the, literally any, of the pro wrestling events in, uh, I don't know, all of Florida. You're going to see Jim Barcelona up there in the front. He's taking the pictures. Royal Rumble is this weekend. He joins us here. Jim, good to have you aboard. Uh, you've been covering pro wrestling for how long now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably 30-plus years, maybe longer. But I have to say, I got to start with this. Johnny Cuba, what a great pro wrestling name. Come on, <laughs> we got to get that going. Oh, that's right. He represents South Florida, Johnny Cuba. That is a good name. Uh, so you say 30 years, which, you know, takes us back to like, you know, a few years into the history of the Royal Rumble, because I believe the first one was 88. So, I mean, can you imagine, like, obviously we see how huge pro wrestling and specifically WWE is, but man, like from the first ever Royal Rumble, 
which was on cable television. It was on USA Network. It wasn't even pay-per-view until the second year. And now, uh, and this started a few years ago, granted, this is a stadium show. And a lot of people, WrestleMania, we all know, is the greatest. But a lot of fans, their favorite event is Royal Rumble. It's such a setup, too, to WrestleMania to see who wins the Rumble and now gets the main event match for the men and the women. So this is such a huge deal anyway. And it's just so much fun seeing the surprises because they're superstars from the past that all of a sudden they bring back for one shot, one show for the World Rumble to get in there, scrap it a little bit, get thrown out. Just to see that type of history right in the ring for the Royal Rumble to me is one of my favorite parts of it. Sometimes even more so than who wins the Royal Rumble. It's just so fun to see the nostalgia because we love the nostalgia factor and all. But you're right. It's grown so much from that USA Network show on TV to now this huge big event. Could be the number two, maybe the number two event, WrestleMania. You've got Survivor Series. You've got Royal Rumble. And you've got SummerSlam. So WrestleMania, obviously, number one. Royal Rumble possibly could be the number two of those four, of the big four. Do you have a favorite Royal Rumble? I don't. It's just so much. You watch so many Royal Rumbles over the years. It's just interesting. I I will say this. When Ric Flair started as number one or two. Three. Three. Number three. And lasted like the whole thing. And then seeing the dynamic with him, Hogan, and then Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious with the last three. And how that all played out. And Ric Flair won. And seeing that moment with him. And Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, who I'm a huge fan of Mr. Perfect, and he was with Ric Flair at the time, seeing them celebrate with the great Bobby Heenan as well, because Bobby Heenan was managing him at the time as well. And seeing that moment, and in that one, actually, the winner of the Royal Rumble was the WWF champion. So they did it a little different back then for that event. And to see Ric Flair and that crowning moment for him, to me, that was I was always a Dusty Rhodes fan, so I was always against Ric Flair. But to see that moment was really so much fun. I do believe that's that was 92. I do believe it's the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Uh, and, and you mentioned Bobby Heenan, who was on commentary, of course, was really at his all-time best during that match because all throughout the match, you know, Flair comes out, the real world's champion, comes out at number three, And Heenan, oh, no, this is not fair to Flair. And all throughout the whole match, this is not fair to Flair. This is not fair to Flair. And and then you get, I mean, one of Ric Flair's all-time great promos with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. Uh, I think that's the greatest one ever. I will say, Jim... I was watching it last night, actually. I, I didn't have anything to do after the Heat and the Panthers games a couple nights ago. And uh, I put back on the 2020 Rumble where Brock Lesnar steamrolled through the first 15 guys. And then Drew McIntyre with the babyface turn eliminates him. It might be my second favorite Rumble. That's a really good one. Drew McIntyre from doing that elevated himself. And listen, it's been a roller coaster ride for him. I mean, he was Vince McMahon's guy. That was all legit as far as like, this was going to be the next coming. And then he just, it was he too young, too soon. And it was hard for him to handle. So that was it. But he did get a second chance. And then just seeing him elevate himself. And still today, just one of the premier superstars. But having Brock Lesnar do that too, just, boy, I mean, just the, the magnitude of the beast incarnate 
And what he was able to do to steamroll everybody like that. And you're thinking, oh, who's going to stop this guy? There's nobody to stop this guy. Who are we going to get? And then they decide, you know what? We'll have Drew McIntyre do this. Two big pushes, two big rubs right there in one moment. It just, it's so, so interesting what the Royal Rumble can do. That one particular matchup can do for these superstars. I'm going back to a funny moment. I remember when Titus O'Neil, this wasn't very too very far long ago, when he came running out yeah. and he was running so fast, he tripped and slid right under the ring. Yep. <laughs> like a baseball slide. And, and I remember yep. Santino Morella coming in and all I wasn't sudden, ready. Well, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. And I was thinking, my, some of my favorites are when they come in, they do their shtick and they get thrown out right away. <laughs> so I've been, I, I've been critical, uh, of, of the way WWE has set up Cody's return. Cody Rhodes is going to return this weekend because, I mean, we all knew he was going to return or, you know, had a really strong inkling, but I want the surprise. I, I, I'm, I'm bummed that they've completely telegraphed his return. This just says this day and age of what's going on. Social media, so many eyes are in WWE. Zaz, it was years ago. Mainstream sports media didn't want to have anything to do with WWE. They weren't covering it. They're very few. Alex Marvez, the Miami Herald, was covering it. A few others. Chicago, up in Chicago, one of the papers there. South Carolina, up in Canada. Very big in Canada. I mean, you had to go really to Japan. Japan treated pro wrestling like a legit sport. Look, we all know it's theater, it's show. They're athletes, though. And we know it's scripted. And for those that are watching and say, oh, it's not a real championship. They know who's going to win and all. But yeah, but you have to have a point to put the title on somebody. You can't just put it on anyone. It's got to be somebody that connects with the people and are going to sell merchandise, put butts in seats. There is an end game to this and why somebody becomes champion. But the thing is, it's just now the mainstream media loves pro wrestling it, yeah. it's amazing sports media especially i mean even mainstream media, rolling stone variety all these entertainment publications and websites and all what do you think it was what do you think was the turning point i think with espn espn getting involved with them and just i mean they were in there at wrestlemania doing live promos live shots from wrestlemania and being on board and Jonathan Coachman, who was with WWF, WWE, and then joined ESPN, became a legit yeah. broadcaster for ESPN, the coach. And his involvement when they came back and be able to uh, not come back, but do something with ESPN. And he was there and doing that. I think that really elevated it. But the other thing that elevated it even more so, just how big on social media WWE became and because everything nowadays is about the clicks, the likes, how many viewers do we have on YouTube? So many factors that they couldn't ignore it anymore. WWE was beating everybody. It, it all major, like major sports, they were competing or beating them in different types of social media type of views and likes, all analysis, analytics, social media analytics. WWE was being, and now all these People are looking at the list of what's big, what's hot. And they see WWE, WWE, WWE. And we're like, and the ones that didn't know about it are like, what is this? And then someone's telling them it and showing them. And they're seeing like, hey, we got to hop aboard in all this. We don't want to, we have to adapt or get lapped. And it was that big presence of social media and what they were able to build 
with their brand and doing that, not only nationally, of course, you know, internationally, that now all the mainstream media has got to be like, you know what? We can't look at this as a clown show anymore and say, eh, what are we going to cover that for? We're not covering that. It's scripted. You know, sports will say, hey, it's entertainment. Entertainment will say it's sports. So neither one of them wants to cover it. But now they're all like, whoa, welcome WWE with open arms. It's amazing to see how that evolved. What did you make of the craze a couple of weeks ago? Vince McMahon back as the chairman. And then like a day or two after that, uh, look, you know the way the rumors go with the dirt sheets and all that stuff. But it was that Tuesday night. You rumors were hot about them being sold to the Saudi group. What did you make of you know that twenty four to forty eight hours? Were you buying into that? Did you get fooled? I didn't get fooled on that one. Yeah, I get fooled. Everyone does, but I'm not on that one. That's listen. Anytime they're negotiating TV deals, it seems like they're always in the essence they might be sold to try to make things a little more appealing, attractive for their TV deal. This was to me. It's always been about a push for a TV deal, and when that comes about, the Saudi group, especially because let's face it. Live golf. They can't get any TV. Right. They can't get any TV because they're involved with the Saudi group. So the, from the Saudi standpoint, they got money to burn. It's amazing to see the money they have to burn. They have more money than Tony Khan and the cons mm-hmm. to burn with the, what they're doing with AEW. So, I, so from that standpoint, yes, it could be done. But from a WWE standpoint, other than the money grab, which they've done because they do shows in Saudi, but overall, selling the company like that, where were they going to be on TV? It would have been all streaming. And streaming is going to be the future anyway. I mean, it is the present now, but it's going to be the future. But not right now. Right now, WWE is going to get another major TV deal. No question about it. Bringing Vince back, I, that, was, that surprised me. I was amazed. First of all, I didn't think he was going to be leaving. But with all the pressure and it being a publicly traded company now, they did something. They had to do something. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was Vince McMahon saying, hey, stick it to everybody. I'm not going anywhere. This is personal matters. But the money from the company and all that started yeah. to get a little hazy with the payouts. So basically, being a publicly traded company, I was thinking, are they going to dissolve the publicly traded company <laughs> and, and then just go on like they used to? But there was too much money involved there. But him coming back, that did surprise me because once he got out, I figured if he was coming back, it was going to be a few years down the road, not months later and doing that. But hey, the other thing that's interesting about that, two board members, George Berrios and Michelle, now I can't, now her name escapes me, but two board members left when Vince McMahon left. When Vince McMahon came back, those two board members came back, two others left, and then Stephanie resigned. She was supposed to take time off before all this went down originally, but- not only is she taking time off, but she resigned. But who knows? Maybe down the road she can come back. I always say this. Stephanie and Triple H, their kids, I believe, are teenagers now. So maybe family had something to do with it. I know she just had some surgery done, but everything's okay. But maybe family had something to do with it, too, not just all this business acumen. But it was. But that told me a lot, not only Vince coming back, but when the two board members came back and those other two that filled in now – went out. Now it's like Vince saying, Hey, I don't care what anybody says. I'm the major shareholder. I'm going to do what I want and I'm coming back. So that, that surprised me though. It did. How great is it, Jim? You know, Royal Rumbles this Saturday night, premium live event. How great is it that they, they really seem to have pivoted and they're putting all the premium live events now on Saturday nights. It's about time. 
I like the Saturday night better than the Sunday night. I didn't know how I would feel about it because I'm so used to Sunday night. But it, and the other thing I remember too, having it on Sunday night, travel wise made it a little bit easier, I think, because then Monday night is raw. So usually your Sunday night pay-per-view is going to be near where raw is going to be. So those, those that are working on raw can just go there. Now, supposedly they have a day off on that Sunday because they're doing it on Saturday night. So I guess they can go home and do that for a day. But then those that are working on raw still have to go on Monday to Ross. So that's a little different scheduling wise, a little different. So that to me was sort of odd, but from a fan standpoint, yeah, put it on Saturday night is great. You don't have anything to do on Sunday. So it's the, there's no work. There's no school usually. So you, you have it on Saturday night, make it a big Saturday night event and do it that way. And, and they're seeing how it's working because obviously if it wasn't working, WWE is very good about that. That's why they are this billion, million, multi-million, billion dollar company. It's amazing that they look at that and see is, all right, is this working? It's not working or we got to step back, but they like the Saturday format right now. Do you hear anything? How about, you know, Royal Rumble's a stadium show, WrestleMania, of course, which gets bid on now. It seems a few years out of advance they're doing it. SummerSlam is a stadium show as well. Do you hear anything about us getting, I mean, Hard Rock Stadium, I know they, you know, the last show they had that was their WrestleMania, what, 29 we're talking about. So something like 10 odd years, but that was before all the renovations. It's such a fantastic facility now. Do you hear anything about them coming back here for one of these shows? They like Miami, of course. They like South Florida and they know what's going on here. They were in the running to get it and they finished second a few years ago. So it wasn't like they're, Miami still wants to be involved with this and it's, We'll see down the road. I, I think they'll be back. I, I guess the next one back. we know, we know obviously 39 is is in, in Hollywood this year. Then 40s Philadelphia. We don't know right. 41 yet, right? Correct. Okay. So we'll see. But they are interested in Miami. Like I said, they were second a few years ago and it was it was close. But the money makes some difference, makes a factor in all this too and what they could do. And it, it listen, Tampa never had a WrestleMania before. So they ended up going to Tampa, but that was very close to being Miami. <laughs> and mm. so it, it, they're there. They're there. The people, right. the structure's there. It's Listen, when, when Miami got it originally, Jose Pepe Diaz, politician, Miami, and I'm not politicking speak here. He was a strong advocate of this. And they need someone like that to really push it because when you're dealing with Vince McMahon, it's kiss the ring. Yeah. Kiss the ring. Seriously. Yeah. When, when you go to stand, fly up to Stanford, Connecticut to have a meeting with him to do this, you're showing him how much you really want to do this. Others may bid. They have groups and they bid on it. Other cities, counties, they'll bid on it. But to go the extra mile and do things like that, make a flight up there and spend a few hours with them and say, we really love WWE. We really want you here. That means a lot, too. Of course, the money does, but that type of thing where you, Vince McMahon has a, we all know this, has a big ego. That's him. But hey, give him credit what he's built. It's amazing. But when you go that extra mile with him, it does mean a lot. Let's uh, let's do some picks here, Jim. The the women's Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble. What do you got? Whoa. It's interesting because they're playing this whole thing up. The bloodline is amazing. Amazing. The whole thing. This whole, I mean, and Paul Heyman's part of it. And what, look at how Sami Zayn has elevated himself. It's, it's interesting to see guys like Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, 
and now Sami Zayn. Yeah. How opportunity has come for them. It's not always your hand picked to be in this big spot. Something happens and all of a sudden it just explodes into something. And with Sami Zayn and what he's been able to do with the bloodline, I would, I would love to see him win and how they would play all that out leading up to WrestleMania because now he could be in the main event going against Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the bloodline, the champion. I think Sammy's going to win the Rumble. I do. I, I would really like to see that because it adds that, that whole dynamic of what's going to happen, what's going to happen. All, on the women's side, wow. I, you know, I was hoping that Sasha Banks would return and this would be her spot to return at the Royal Rumble and she would win and go on and fight for a title in one of the big events at WrestleMania and all. I don't know if that's going to happen. So much, it's, it's so amazing to me. Such a great talent. But I really think, I don't know this for sure. I don't know. It's only my opinion. But when she sees Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, having all these big spots, getting all this big money, and saying, hey, I can go toe-to-toe with them. And fans connect to me. Why am I not in more big spots? Why am I not getting more money? I think that has something to do with it. Uh, and do I know for sure? No, but I, I think it does. So I don't know if she's coming back for Royal Rumble. I don't know what's going to happen. I know she's been doing New Japan Pro Wrestling now. Who knows what will happen there? But I, Bailey winning the Rumble is always fun because I just think Bailey is incredible, especially Bailey as a heel, then as a baby face. Rhea Ripley, I've seen. She's like the favorite when they look at yeah. the odds. They actually have odds. Zazzle, yep. they have I odds for this. I, know. Be, I love it. I love it. I love gambling <laughs> on it. Betty, you can bet on this. And I'm like, well, how do you bet on something? You know, the, the, I love gambling on a like, fixed event. I, I love gambling on a results. fixed event. I love it. I love gambling on a fixed event. It's That's amazing. If I'm working behind the scenes in WWE, I'm making coin. I'm making lots of coin. <laughs> I, uh, I I think, be- I think Becky is going to win it. That I think is just... Um, I think Rhea Ripley, they're, they're saying she's like one of the favorites. Yep. Yeah, I could see her winning. I'd love to see. Listen, I like Judgment Day. I like everybody in Judgment Day. I think Damian Priest, everybody's their own person. But I think Damian Priest could be the next Roman Reigns. That's how much I like Damian Priest. Wow. They, don't, they give him some mic time. But I think, he, listen, when Roman was there, it took him a while to get to there. Yeah, It really had because they were like, well, it's, it's good, very good in the ring. But his promos, he's got a great look. I think Damian Priest at where Roman was at that point is better on the mic at that point. Not, now it's different, but I'm just saying, I think I love Judgment Day. I wouldn't mind seeing Judgment Day with all the titles actually at WrestleMania. I think to me, that would be great. But that means Finn or Damian would have to win and then beat Roman. So I don't know if they're going that route right now, but the women's title, Rhea and the tag belts, even though they're in the mix right now, who knows? So, but I really like, uh, I really like that dynamic of it. I like judgment. I was sad to see toxic attraction dissolve when they had all that with Mandy Rose and her other ventures and all. Yeah. I'm like, let them make their money. They're all out there doing their thing, but, but they're under contract too, even as independent contractors. So if the company says, don't do this, you got to listen. So I think, uh, I think Becky's going to win. I think Becky versus Charlotte is WrestleMania all the way. Um, Finally here, Jim, uh, The Rock. Are we abandoning the hope there? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been talked about for like two years now. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like we're going to get it. 
This always reminds me of Hulk Hogan. Back in the day when Hulk was sort of done, or at least the hiatus on movies and TVs and doing other things, it was always, that was the surprise factor. It would get out on social media. Hulk was returning. Then you go to turn into the pay-per-view. He's not there. And everybody gets, everyone's ticked off. <laughs> it's not the company's fault. It's everybody for saying he's going to be there. So I think this is one of those that morphed into it. I could see Rock doing something, even if it's not a singles match, tag match, because they're saying, well, he's not in ring shape. He's in great shape, but not in ring shape. And it takes him a while. And he's a, he's a perfectionist in a sense. He wants to do it right. So Rock coming back, having a singles match means it's going to take more time for him to get ready. But in a tag match, heck, we saw Cena the other night. He had to wrestle for a long time. He was on SmackDown in Tampa in the tag match with Kevin Owens. He was fine, did a couple spots. I could see him doing something with or against the bloodline in a tag match. Do I think it's going to happen at this WrestleMania? I don't think so, because I think you have Sami Zayn. I don't even think you need it. I don't think you need the rock on this WrestleMania now. Because of what's happening with Sami Zayn, it's so big that you don't need that factor. But I could see Rock still doing something next year or the year after. Guys, they talked about, and I was reading about Stone Cold. They wanted to do something with Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar. And and Stone Cold worked with Kevin Owens. So maybe they do something with Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar this year. I could see that as a possibility. Wasn't Stone Cold great last year? I was so pleased with how it worked out. I was so it was amazing. Pleased. And I think that got his fires going again, too. Like, okay, I've had all these injuries. I could still do this. I can get ready and do this. And and I like it. I like it. It was great being out there and all. He had all positive things to say. Everybody had positive things to say. So I think that dynamic worked. And to have him, so interesting because back in the day, it was supposed to be Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar, I think, on a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And that's when Stone Cold walked out yeah. and left. I guess they were going to have Brock go over. And Stone Cold didn't like the whole setup, why it was building up to this and how it was going to work out, and what they were going to do. And he just walked out, took the ball, and went home. So to have those two go at it, there's that history, too, which is always interesting. So it creates a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. But, but I, I don't see Rock, even though it's Hollywood, I don't see Rock wrestling there this year unless it's a tag match, but I don't think they need him either. I think maybe save it for another time. And, and the other thing is, too, I read about this. They were saying, oh, Rock is taking a couple months off. He's not doing any movies. No, he's taking time off because he's got the XFL starting. Ah, yeah. The XFL is starting up. That's why he's taking the time off from all uh, that. That's his big venture now. So this thing is going to be starting after the Super Bowl. So that's what he's getting ready for him and his team, Danny Garcia and Hiram and all the rest of them. They're all getting ready for XFL. So it'll be a great surprise, of course. I don't see it happening this year, even though it's in Hollywood. They're all saying Hollywood, The Rock. But still going to be a great WrestleMania no matter what. Jim, excellent job. Tell everybody how they can check out everything you got going on whenever you're covering these events. Oh, my gosh. So MiamiHerald.com, we actually have a fighting page. So we have MMA and pro wrestling there. Some boxing. I do some MMA coverage as well. So we've got the two places, American Top Team and yeah. Kill Cliff FC right around the corner here with all great talent. It's amazing, the coaches and talent. So they can check it out there. At Jimmy B3 is my Twitter handle, Jim Barcelone. You got uh, Jim Barcelone YouTube. So a lot of my interviews, I do some video, some audio interviews. I'll post them there too. So a lot of places to find some things that I'm doing. I like to do a lot too of up and comers. So I like to catch them when they're sort of on the rise, trying to make it and all. So I go way back when Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt were in NXT, FCW, Seth Rollins. 
and doing some interviews back then. And it's, it's really cool. And I, I have everything there on YouTube for that. I save everything there. So that's fun for me to do. And hopefully the fans like that too. And just thank you for having me on the show as well. And we got to go with that wrestler. Give me the name again. Johnny it's, Cuba. It's, Johnny, Johnny Cuba. Cuba. Johnny Cuba's one of the Royal Rumble. That's you, why he's pretty. That's a young up and coming guy. That's right. A young up and coming guy. Excellent job, Jim. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Happy Royal Rumble, everybody. All right. Excellent job there by Jim Barcelona. He is a character. Uh, great job by him. Really looking forward to this weekend. And, and again, a special bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me is dropping tonight. Royal Rumble preview show. Make sure you check that out. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal. First up here. So how about yesterday? Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he, you know, sometimes he, he he doesn't know what he's saying. I think, uh, you last game. You're him. What is he saying? I'm him. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> sometimes you black out out there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Burrow, very likable, very easy to root for. He's just cool. He's so cool. Uh, I'm rooting hard for Cincinnati this weekend, but big deal or not a big deal, apparently his Bengals teammates, they're calling him, well, not calling him, they're calling the game that they're playing, the stadium they're playing in this weekend in Kansas City, they're calling it not Arrowhead Stadium, they're calling it Burrowhead Stadium because of Joe Burrow's dominance over Mahomes and the Chiefs. Big deal or not a big deal? I'm going big deal. This is a... Bengals team that is not afraid of the Chiefs. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about Steph Curry last night with a minute left in the game. Jordan Poole takes up what he believes was an ill-advised shot off an offensive rebound. You can see in the video Steph Curry is calling for the ball. All right, It's a tight game. They would wind up winning by a field goal right before the buzzer. But Steph Curry gets angry at Jordan Poole. He gets thrown out of the game. Goes into his move. Passes it back out. It's a big deal, not because he got thrown out, but because is something going on with Jordan Poole. Steph Curry is super mild-mannered. He doesn't behave that way toward his teammates. We already know Draymond hates Jordan Poole. There may be something going on there, so that part of it is a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Ben Simmons last night at the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia fans, they're garbage. They're great fans, but they're garbage. Uh, they don't like Ben Simmons. At 6'10 from LSU and Melbourne, number 10, Ben Simmons. Yeah, this is not a big deal because get used to it. That's going to be the introduction for him every single time he plays at Philly for the rest of his career. And finally here, big deal or not a big deal, you know my guy, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Radio Hall of Fame, all-time great sports radio host. He does first take with Stephen A. Smith on Wednesdays, although I'd like to see Amber Wilson, you know, her partner there, her co-host Joe Fortenbaugh. He's on my television right now. He's on first take with Stephen A. Smith. I got to see Amber Wilson on first take a little bit more, all right? That's neither here nor there. Chris Russo, 
yesterday when talking about the NFL draft. They had Mel Kuyper on with them. And, uh, you know, everyone else wasn't exactly sure of Chris Russo's terminology. There's quarterbacks available. Who knows on fields? He hasn't shown he can throw from the pocket yet. That's the first thing. Second thing, so if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? Or number three, do you think the Georgia quarterback is so great? I used the wrong word. (laughs) The Georgia quarterback is so great. I used, uh, look at him laugh again. What happened? Can I finish the interview? Can I finish the question? Well, you know, capital, draft, all the stuff you get with the draft and everything else. Assets, picks, things like that. I used the wrong, I don't know, it came to me, stupid. Anyway, no, anyway. Now, I'm I'm going not a big deal, all right? First of all, I'm surprised this has not happened more often with with Russo and and the terms he uses, the phrase he uses, where everyone gets confused on the show. But I knew exactly what he meant. You know, first of all, I don't know why he became a pirate on first take. But your booty is your, a pirate's booty is your collection, is like your your treasure. So I, I understood what he was talking about there. He's must-see, man, on that show. He is so great. That's my guy right there. So I'm going not a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Great job by everybody involved today. Appreciate Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, the Heralds, Jim Barcelona. Make sure you keep an eye out tonight. A bonus episode, It's Still Real to Me, Royal Rumble preview. That's coming out. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow mansion safe, that's not an easy task. Unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com. 954 954- Five eight nine two two zero four.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.